It's the Great Dante Read-Through. It's the Great Dante Read-Through, where we are reading through all of the comic strip, The Adventures of Nikolai Dante. Co-created by Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser from the weekly science fiction anthology comic, 2000 AD. I'm Simon Fraser. And I'm Edie Nugent, freelance writer and Simon's wife. Join us as we swashbuckle our way through the Russian Empire of the future. Warning, there will be spoilers. We will be talking in depth about these comics, so if you haven't read them yet, listen at your own risk. To join our book club and read along with us, go to shop.2000ad.com to pick up the books in hard copy or digital. Today we're reading The Courtship of Jenna Makarov, found in progs 1161 through 1172. Hi, Simon. Hey, Edie. And hello, Irregulars, and welcome to the Great Dante Read-Through. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, so today we are diving into the first part of The Courtship of Jenna Makarov. There you go, babies. This is the one. It's happening. It's happening now. So there's a little introduction in the Hachette Press Collection that I'm going to read. Imperial Russia, 2669 AD. Drink. Two it's years. a new year. Two years. It's a new year. Um, Tsar Vladimir the Conqueror rules unopposed, his tyranny keeping any dissidents ruthlessly in check, but conflict brews as the House of Romanov rattles its sabers and war seems increasingly likely. Former thief and rogue Nikolai Dante has discovered that he is the bastard son of Dmitry Romanov, head of the second most powerful house in all the Russias, and has bonded with a cyber-organic weapons crest, an alien combat computer that allows him to extrude lethal bioblades. As he becomes accustomed to being a Romanov, he must now watch his true love, Princess Jenna Makarov, the Tsar's daughter, marry Mikhail Deryabin yeah. of the House of Bolshoi. Deryabin. Yes. I'm I mean, just, yeah. I just call him Mikkel. Mikkel? Mick, Mickey. We'll Mikolai. Mickey. Mikolai. Mick. <laughs> Mikhail is, is what I will be calling him. Just call Mikhail. him Bob. Okay. Um, so, uh, right. So we start off with a lovely splash page. Mm -hmm. uh, the Simon Fraser composite of... Uh, Drew Struzian, sort of. Drew Struzan. Yeah. <laughs> Struzan. Yeah, that kind um, of movie poster -ish. Yes, yes, but you do these so well, and Thank they you. are always a delight to, to stumble upon. Thank you. And so we have uh, Dante swinging <clears throat> from a rope yep. that is attached to something. Who knows? Who knows what? Whatever uh, they're attached to, the rules. <laughs> they're attached to hope. Um, something. Uh, he's got his arm around Jenna, who is in a lovely strapless wedding gown that's blowing up a bit and revealing her lovely legs, and she is brandishing a sword. Yeah. And behind them is the Face Palace, a blimp that reads war, many TV screens showing the Tsar, Dmitri, Dante, a Russian word that 
Bolsho- says something. Says Bolshoi. It does say Bolshoi. Yeah, that's this Bol- here. That's what Bolshoi is. Oh, that's yeah. Bolshoi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some larger images of Jenna's sister, Juliana, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna's fiance, Mikhail Deryabin, mm-hmm. and some scary looking craggy face dude mm-hmm. down below, yeah. and a legion of faceless stormtroopers. Storm yes. Um, and then there's this weird quote that's supposed to be from the Kama Sutra, and I swear to God, I've read it twice, and I'm still confused. You read the Kama Sutra twice? No. Oh, score. <laughs> I have read some of it, though. All right. Um, We've all read some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a wise man having a regard for his reputation should not think of seducing a woman who is apprehensive, timid, not to be trusted, well-guarded, or possessed of a father-in-law or a mother-in-law. This advice to live by, clearly. But is it? I mean, I don't, don't, don't all people that you would romance have fathers-in-laws and mother-in-laws? Like, I think it's just like, technically? I think it's just like, make your life simple, Is it just man. being it's cheeky? Just have, yeah, it's being cheeky. Okay. So I should point out, this is Julia, the the, the, the Zarina's sister, the yes, Jenna's sister. Yes, Jenna's She's based sister. on a real person. Who is she based on? My friend Julia, who's a Russian lady. I know, I knew him from, uh, from living in Vienna. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Based it on an actual Russian person. An actual Russian lady. Actual real live Russian yes. person. Well, she didn't like that drawing though. So did I, she not? I, no, I changed it for. I, I, I think I changed it. I can't remember. But anyway. yeah, there's different versions of that because uh, Yulia wasn't very happy with it. Well, uh, sorry, Yulia. Um, so Kurt Brockman. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, that's a Simpsons reference. I know. Kurt I know, Brockman. Kurt. We we were talking about it before. You were saying it was maybe. Yeah, Someone else, but it's it's a Simpsons yes. reference. Um, so he's reporting for Channel Bolshoi News, and his voice overlays scenes of Jenna and Mikhail parade-waving the multitudes, and it's mm-hmm. being broadcast sort of throughout the land. Mm-hmm. We see the space egg of the Imperial Palace floating over a town square that's choked with people cheering on this display, and Mikhail and Jenna are aboard a golden floating carriage. Yes. The future. Yes. If you really want to have a fun drinking game with this podcast, drink every time some I say something is floating. Yeah. And you'll be floating. Yeah, pretty quite much. soon. Your eyeballs will be floating. Yeah. Uh, um, I should I should point out that uh, Jenna's hair here is deliberately I, I chose a 1930s 40s style for this uh, because we're approaching war and I thought that kind of harking back to Oh, that's interesting. You know, I actually noted Jenna's look here. Did you? Hmm. I did. uh, I said Jenna is looking very Kate Hepburn to me. Bingo. Bangs, her hair, the gorgeous tailored suit, and being all dutiful and determined. Yes. She was reminding me very much of Miss Kate Hepburn. There you go. At her very best. There you go. Which was always, because when was she not good? Never. Never. Never a time. Um, There was never a time. So uh, some, I I noticed someone in the crowd down here has a sign that reads like heart Jenna. Like Mm -hmm. we love Jenna. Uh, I love that you put that amount of detail in there. Way to go, Simon. There's a lot of detail in this uh, panel. Good job. I I have to say I didn't knock my pan in on the artwork on this one. Yeah. I think, I mean, I didn't know at the time. What does that mean, knock your pan in? Knock my pan in and work my ass off. Knock your pan in. Yes. Is your ass the pan? No. I don't think so. What I is think it's like possibly a reference to making like, a cookware. I have no idea. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, anyway, you were saying you knocked your pan in on the yeah, arch. Yeah, because it was obvious we'd been working towards this, and I, it was obvious when I started getting the script, and mm-hmm. it was really good. And I thought, okay, this is this so you is really put in. Yeah, there was a lot here, and there's a lot to work with, and there's a lot of things I really loved and been looking forward to. 
So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, yep, this is another time to push it up another notch. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with how this looks. Well, I think you should be. And uh, Brockman is re- remarking that it's been a while since the Imperial subjects have cheered so happily, at least since the last triple bill of public executions. So mm-hmm. that's the world we're living in, folks. And speaking of state-sponsored violence, we get a close-up of the crowd, and we can see that they're being held at gunpoint by what we can assume are Imperial Guards, mm-hmm. telling them to cheer even louder still. Just, yes. I mean, as soon as you put someone in a uniform with sunglasses on, they look very suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so aboard the floating carriage with Jenna and Mikhail is the Tsar, mm-hmm. and a young bob-haired blonde who we discover is Juliana, Jenna's younger sister. First time we're meeting her. And Mikhail mentions that he has to review Brockman's footage to make sure he doesn't cry again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like sentimental crying or like crying because like he's being beaten somewhere? <laughs> like, Maybe. is he also at gunpoint? I don't know. Um, and uh, Juliana is interrogating Jenna on why on earth she's marrying this wimpy, ugly man who mm. probably looks bad naked. Yes. And she's like talking to him behind his back. Julie, yes. Uh, I think Julia is mentioned earlier in an earlier story, but mm. she's not seen in that but story. But we, have, we, we yes. didn't actually we'll, meet we'll her. We'll see how that has ramifications. Yeah. So Jenna is giving Juliana the whole, like, this is for the good of the empire line. Mm-hmm. And Juliana says, empire be damned. So Robbie is just making sure that we like her. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's, yeah, she's, she's getting in on the catchphrase. Yeah, she's, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so Juliana um, tries to bring up Dante and Jenna hisses at her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's looking very Kate Hepburn here. This is yeah. where it really hit me was uh, mm-hmm. in the, in this portion right here where she's talking with um, Juliana. The czar breaks in on the sisters arguing and lets Jenna know that he's hired a new bodyguard as the old one is now, quote, singing falsetto. Mm-hmm. So Captain Ruby, uh, Ruby Rudy Arbatov lost his balls or, in the attack from Dante when he hit him with that thing on the conveyor belt. Presumably. Yes. So I can't wait to add that to the song that I'm making about all the Arbatov deaths oh. and now maimings. Okay. So, okay. yeah, next time we encounter an Arbatov death or maiming, we will get the next verse really? of this song that I, I will I, keep writing. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, So just as Jenna is trying to claim she doesn't need a bodyguard, a pointy red cruiser with a hammer and sickle starts firing at the royal carriage. Pointy because it's a red star. It is. Oh, it's a red. It is a red star. Very nice. Um, And they are screaming, death to the House of Makarov, state ownership before czarist tyranny, socialism, not imperialism. Those wacky socialists. Those wacky socialists. So they are neo-communists, according to the czar. Mm -hmm. And he says they were ineffectual because when they were in power, their own leaders robbed them nearly as much as the czar does now. Yeah, well, power is just power. Whatever shape it takes, ultimately, it ends up with the same people stealing things from you. But suddenly, a huntsman weapon appears on the scene that long barrel oh my goodness who could that with, be who could that be with one shot it takes out Pachow. those dirty communists okay and I feel Je- sorry for them because they <laughs> listen they, they built a really cool ship there they did they really made spent some time and on like, that they're coming up against this like huge like imperialist powerhouse and like, they've had themselves like facially altered or something to look like marx lenin and and, and trotsky <laughs> oh gosh is that who you drew yeah that's trotsky that's oh marx and that's gosh, lenin gosh bless you you're welcome oh my god that's great i'm so, not sure if that was in the script or not possibly but, was it sounds like a robbie thing yes 
Uh, so Jenna is not happy to discover that this bodyguard and the man with the huntsman is, of course, Nikolai Dante, who zooms in on his floating chess horse, talking again about how her body is so worth guarding. Mm-hmm. And little sis Juliana is happy to see him and happy to see her sister Jenna in mm-hmm. quite a tizzy. Indeed. So she's a little Indeed. bit of an imp. Yep. She is enjoying big she's, sis. Uh, yep. Going through it. Um, so Dante escorts Jenna past the press, claiming her body will be safe in his hands. Uh, yeah. He really... Yeah, he's going He just can't... It. He just can't help him join himself. He can't help himself at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the czar watches a video screen from another elaborate bathhouse. So not the elaborate bathhouse we talked about in episode one. No. Um, this time, this one's on the ground. The mm-hmm. other one was a series of floating platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the czar and Pyre are getting a rub down... Mm-hmm. And some sort of like hitting you with reeds or branches Being kind of flagellated flagellation massage yes. from some more servant slaves, mm-hmm. some ladies. There's a scarlet wraith in there. And Androgynous. They're not all ladies. There's, well, these, and I said are... and some young looking boys with chains around their necks and sumo wrapped loincloths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I know. assume that they are eunuchs, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask mm, yeah. if that's what was going on here. Probably. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's our, what a what a guy. Um, so as they're getting their massages from these uh, poor souls, uh, the czar explains that he's employed Dante to guard Jenna because it makes a, Ro- uh, a Romanov responsible for her safety, which ensures him against them trying to disrupt the wedding. Right. And uh, cunning. cunning plan. Cunning plan. The wedding will consolidate the Tsar's imperial power with Dariabin's media empire, remember? So uh, Pyre says he's not sure the Tsar should trust uh, Nikolai mm-hmm. with this important job. And the Tsar counters that Dante is in love with Jenna. See, the Tsar knows so things no even, the, even the principals don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if Dante would, would acknowledge that yet. No, but he certainly the Tsar wouldn't. is on it. He understands. He gets it. He feels And he things. says, doesn't young love make you want to vomit? To which I say, no. Mm. No, I think young love is great. You are a sad, sad, power-hungry man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe that's his kink, so I won't shame Please. it. Um, next morning, Jenna wakes up from sleeping naked in the Imperial Palace and finds Dante in bed with her. Having so it looks like he's eaten his dinner and had a drink beside the bed <laughs> and thrown his clothes on the floor. Um, so, so it's like, and her look at her slippers there; they're neatly aligned yeah. to the side of the bed, and his side of the bed is this carnage. He's like, "What the hell's going on there?" It's like half a chicken leg. <laughs> okay. Dante had himself a party while Jenna Jenna well, took she a was, nap. She must sleep pretty soundly. She must do. Um, and he's also lying on top of the sheets, yes. which is, we're seeing that he's, he's mostly fully clothed. He's mm-hmm. just got his shirt open. He's wearing pants. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but still, Jenna is understandably mad at him for just like chilling in her bed. But Dante yeah. says he's going to stick closer to her than her knickers while he's her bodyguard. And fair enough, because where are her knickers? She is where are she they? is nude uh, through the next bunch of uh, action. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dante, of course, can't restrain himself mm-hmm. from grabbing Jenna and offering to share his bodily warmth with mm-hmm. her. And she responds by 
beating the heck out of his face with her pillow and yes. calling him many names. Yes. Which uh, this litany of names mm. ends with son of a pirate bitch, which you I like. cheap, nasty, lying, <laughs> cheating, thieving, arrogant, obnoxious, presumptuous son of a pirate bitch. Son of a pirate bitch. Hey, who's cheap? <laughs> yes, we've got <laughs> The only thing real... he's offended by is the cheap it's part. It's very Han and Leia. It is hey, exactly where it is. who's scruffy looking? Exactly. It's exactly yeah, where it is. Yeah. And I've been looking forward to this for months. Have you? Yes. Yeah. This, whole, this whole sequence is great. It's wonderful, yeah. It's great fun. I love it. I love this stuff. This is what I was on. This is what I was on board with, because I was told Robbie said it'll be like a cross between a big swashbuckler and a, a romantic comedy, uh, wonderful a kind of screwball comedy. And I'm like, I am on board. Yeah, you are so this on board. This is what I want. No wonder you were thinking of old Kate Hepburn. Yeah. Um, so Juliana walks in on this scene, mm-hmm. uh, a naked Jenna essentially pillow fighting Dante, and uh, cheekily reminds her sister that she has a dress fitting to mm-hmm. attend. You know, that whole wedding thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, after Jenna gets dressed, the three head off in Jenna's royal shuttle to the dress fitting. Mm-hmm. And on the way, Dante questions why is Jenna marrying Mikael? Mm-hmm. And she gives him the he's really powerful and it's good for the dynasty line. Blah, blah, blah. And Dante says, what does she want? Mm-hmm. And Jenna's like, dude, shut up. Yep. You're my bodyguard. Yeah, I'm, why? I'm tired of people asking I, me I this don't, shit. I don't care. Like you of all people have no right to yep. ask me about yep. this because yep. um, they're still not acknowledging their feelings. <laughs> and uh, as the shuttle zooms past, uh, yet another billboard of naked Dante that is several stories high mm-hmm. um, with the words, would you trust this man on it are now there. Terrible lettering. I you don't like it. that, I huh? Feel, I feel bad about that. You feel guilty about the lettering? My lettering is dreadful, generally no. speaking. I realize, I mean, at certain points in this story, there is some computer lettering. So what I was doing was I was doing the lettering on the computer, then printing it out onto a piece of paper and sticking it to the artwork. Yes. Because that's what I could do back then. Um, so I don't know why I didn't do the would you trust this man lettering too, but it was in perspective, so that might have been difficult to yeah. get. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. what I will say is that it's Zaza and Zaza's wedding boutique that the mm-hmm. trio arrive at, and that's where which, you've done some of this computer which, printout lettering. You can actually see a line from where you stuck it, though. So, okay. Yeah. Where? Here, I'll hold it up. Where? What? It is right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. So that's probably why on a perspective drawing you wouldn't have messed with it. It's like it, it seems like it's tough to flatten the edges it was, there. It, there was this, it was not well integrated. Anyway, uh, so uh, Zaza's Wedding Boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to let you know before you mm-hmm. turn the page, this is actually a pretty great depiction of a fancy wedding boutique that you've done here. It looks like a cake. It's good job. Um, the outside... Yes, is is funny, but the inside is what I'm talking really? about. Why? Yes, uh, purple drapey cur- curtains, a long purple carpeted runway. This is mm. what fancy wedding boutiques look like. I don't think you knew that, so I'm just giving you props for like. I think I did it after like it, it was one of these, um, like a movie. It oh, it was these, from a movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's one of these things. I'm not trying to remember which movie. There's there's a bunch of old movies I used to watch. Because when we were f- shopping for my friend's wedding dress, mm-hmm. this is exactly what it was like. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I knew, Drapey I knew, stuff I everywhere, a runway, I've, mirrors, yeah. the whole yeah. bit. Uh, it used to be a thing in old Hollywood movies. You'd have like, and this is Miss Spring, and there's this yes. woman in this fabulous hat in, a, in, a, in, a, in an alcove, and, and, yes. and it's summer, and there's a whole thing. It's yeah. like Busby Berkeley or something. Yes. Anyway, well, I might have uh, been going for that. It looks great. Um, and Jenna uh, struts out in that gorgeous strapless number she was wearing on the splash page. Mm-hmm. Um she looks powerful, sexy, 10 out of 10. This uh, panel here where we're seeing her from above. Yeah, I think that might be my favorite of Jenna's dresses, it wedding is, dresses. There were three of them. It is so, spoilers, mm. it is so lovely. 
She looks so good. It's hmm. wonderful. Hmm. You know how I love weddings, so. Yeah. It's great. Um, I'm aware. <laughs> we had one. We did have one. We did have one. I just went to Saks Fifth Avenue, though. I didn't have a big fancy thing. Yeah, listen. You got yeah. it. It's, yeah. It's yeah. A, you look great in it, baby. Listen, it was, it was it a great wor- wedding dress. Worked out amazing. Yeah. It actually wasn't a wedding dress. It was just a ball gown, baby. It's so good. Just a ball gown. It's so much better than a wedding dress. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, so everyone tells Jenna how amazing she looks, even her sister, who concedes it'll be difficult to upstage Jenna as her bridesmaid, mm-hmm. um, with her looking so good. And of course, Dickalai can't leave well enough alone and tells her it makes her ass look the same size as Siberia. Mm-hmm. First of all, yes, big butts are nice. I cannot lie. Second of all, shut up, Dante. Yeah. This is why you can't have nice things, Dante. This is why she hates you, Dante. Yeah, I mean, really. Uh, So Jenna starts dressing him down, but before she gets very far, two champagne corks pop, sending Dante to hurl himself on top of Jenna to protect her. When she realizes there's no danger, Jenna starts strangling Dante. Yes. Who's going to protect you from me? Yes, but as what she tells him as as she strangles him, but you know... He didn't really earn it in this case. He was doing his best to protect her, but I'm just going to give Jenna credit for all the previous, like, buffoonery we've seen up to this point. Mm-hmm. He's certainly done enough yes. to, mean, to why, earn this choking. Why on earth should you, should you take him seriously? Yes. He's being an absolute arse. Yes, he is being an arse. Yeah. Um, so later, we are at the Castle Volga, which yep. is a romantic which retreat where Jenna Straddles the Volga River. Yes, which is Jenna's spending the night there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante is returning to his room after checking the security measures with his crest, and he finds Juliana in a negligee in his bed. Yeah. And she tries to seduce him, telling him he's maybe he's chasing the wrong Makarov wrong sister. sister. Oops. How old is she meant to be? I'm not sure. Late teens. Indeterminate. Yeah, I was like, oh gosh, teens. I hope she's I would, older I would than have 16. Said, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just say late teens. All right. 18 uh, or 19 for the right. sake of argument. All right. Uh, Dante immediately backs down, though, saying that this isn't proper and, like, wow, look at him. Yeah. Amazing. Juliana tells him uh, if he kicks her out, it'll hurt his Hellraiser reputation. Right. Yes. Um, and Dante tells her that he doesn't want anyone to think he's taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. And she says she's taking advantage of him mm-hmm. and says, call me Julia it's, and kisses him. It's shorter and so much sweeter. Mm, yep. Just like Julia. Yep. So, okay, Julia, uh, Dante doesn't even relax into the kiss, though, before pulling away and telling her he can't do this and says... He guesses he's chasing the right sister after all. So I love that. I love that all of his liaisons. It's like this. Hmm. This is what shows me I love Jenna. Is that I won't bang her sister. I won't bang, her sister. <laughs> won't bang her kid sister. Yeah. Um. So Julia tells him no hard feelings. It makes him seem like a better man. And what's he gonna What's he gonna do now about these feelings wow. that keep him from ravishing her? Yeah, he's going to break in, the, the, he's, sen- rather sensibly, he's going to break in a door he probably could have opened. Probably could have opened, yeah. Well, he, he replies to her that he's probably going to make a bigger fool of himself than ever before, and that's saying something. Yep. And that's not me comment- commentating on that. That's what Dante that's says, what Dante and that's says saying something. So a little self-awareness there mm-hmm. goes a long way. And yes, he kicks down her door, uh, which he could have knocked on or opened, sure, mm-hmm. uh, to find uh, Jenna still in that scrumptious wedding gown. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to call the wedding off. She doesn't love Mikhail. 
She doesn't look that happy. And Jenna says, what does love matter? It's for the Empire. Mm-hmm. And Dante tells her he's going to show her why it matters and envelops her mm-hmm. in a dashing kiss. Is that dashing or is that sexual harassment? Um, Depends. <laughs> We're not seeing it in motion here. Mm-hmm. He does approach her kind of slowly. So it just depends on how quick it was. It does seem a very, uh, he does seem to be taking advantage of a, of a, a vulnerable moment. A vulnerable offer. emotional moment, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, both of these people are not very good at acknowledging they have emotions, hmm. dealing with emotions, admitting emotions exist. I mean... Well, I, I don't know, actually. I think Dante has emotions all the time, and they're frequently contradictory and loud. Um, he just expresses whatever's feeling at the moment. He doesn't really think about it very I, much. I don't think that he's... Okay. I, I don't think that he's good at... Uh, at admitting or processing his in love emotions, put it that way. Probably not. Yes, that's probably a little bit more so mature than he's capable. It's, of. It is the 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 romantic emotional maturity of these two. Mm. I will say is right. is in the toilet. He's certainly stunted. Um, but you know he he has that like gentle hand on the back of the head thing, which hand I really her, like. Hand on her butt. And yeah, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they snog for a while. Mm-hmm. And Dante tells Jenna he won't let her marry Mikael. And Jenna asks, how does he plan to stop the wedding? Is he going to swing from a rope and abduct her from the altar? She really has his number. Mm. You're just going to find one of your ropes and flagpoles? Yeah. Uh, or will he stand up and object mid-ceremony? And um, this banter uh, pushes Dante to reveal he doesn't remember if they slept together after that wine binge on the battleship Potemkin following the great game. Mm. And... My question here is, yeah. they're both like, oh, did we or didn't we? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You can tell if you had sex with someone. Mm. Like, if you wake up and you're like, did I? There is evidence. Mm. There are, without getting too descriptive, smells. Right. Substances. Yes. There are fluids exchanged. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know why this is so hard. Um, okay. <laughs> but anyway, it's narrative. So drunk. <laughs> they were so drunk. They just like poured wine all over themselves after they were done. So I just, just assumed like, that the no. bedroom was in carnage and uh, <laughs> maybe they ate like a lot of ice cream or something oh, and they could confusing. And it was just sticky it's everywhere like sticky and they were like, oh no. Chocolate sauce and it's like, wait, is that dry blood? No, it's chocolate sauce. <laughs> oh my God. Who knows what kind of party oh, they had. Oh my God. Um, so, uh, Jenna says she was almost ready to drop her Dante campaign, but now she's not sure since he lied to them about, lied Mm. to her about them sleeping together. So Jenna Mm -hmm. is the author of the naked Dante revenge porn campaign. Yes, she is. Which I did not remember. And all I put was in all caps, Jenna, I am so disappointed in you. (laughs) I am so mad at her for this. Yeah. Like, she just revenge porn him, porned him all over the kingdom. That is so messed up. No. So, no. and then, and then as her, as her next trick, she slut shames Dante. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, why were you on that sex snowpiercer thing? Mm-hmm. If you didn't want to get your fo- naked photographs displayed everywhere? Like, yeah, I, I don't know as the As he points out, he's like, he's actually right. He's like, he was doing his I duty. I was on a diplomatic mission. <laughs> yes, rude not to take part. 
and he had to sex up half of the sex. You're getting married in a diplomatic mission. Yes, so come exactly. on. Exactly. Neither of them are on solid ground here. And no, they aren't. Mm. And that's why they're perfect for each other. Mm. And uh, then he calls her frigid, which is always a wonderful thing to yeah, say that's to a lady. Work. And Jenna says she's not frigid. She just wants romance, not humiliation, stolen kisses, and ass groupings. So fair. It doesn't make me frigid if I don't like sexual harassment, Dante. <laughs> Entirely fair. <laughs> She's got you there, Dickelai. Yeah. Um, so she slaps him, and Dante decides to yell out of her balcony window that the assassins he's protecting her from should mm-hmm. come and get her. And they do. And they do. <laughs> and they do. Immediately open fire. Uh, a group of sky troopers in mechanized suits with laser guns drop out of the sky mm-hmm. uh, from cruisers that are flying above, and they all seem to be heading towards Jenna's balcony and uh, the Volga castle in general. Um, several shots of the main mech guy taking on five Ravencore soldiers and winning. Mm-hmm. And then him yelling, no mercy, cut them down, mutilate the bodies. We want the Empire to be sickened by this day. Um, so uh, the cruelty on display and the fact that not one attacker was found amongst the dead leads me to suspect Romanoff involvement. Decapitated heads were impaled upon the castle ramparts and the Volga River was so choked with corpses that the waters turned blood red. Mm-hmm. And that is from Count Pyre's uh, investigation of the Volga massacre. He said the ruthlessness and brutality of the siege which laid uh, Castle Volga was admirable. Yeah, this is Pyre we're talking about here. Okay, so this is what we're in the middle of. Uh, Back at Jenna's room, Dante's trying to kick some mean mech suit men down the stairs as Jenna shouts that all the comms are down, Mm -hmm. which Dante finds curious as Mikhail assured them they were impregnable. Yeah. Uh, Remember, this is the communications guy who runs a communications empire. Big old red flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dante tells Jenna to head for the... What do you mean, Jeff Bezos? Your Alexa doesn't work now? (laughs) Uh, Dante tells Jenna to head for the roof of the castle so they can escape in the royal shuttle. Uh, And Jenna demands that they find Julia first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dante agrees they won't leave without her. And she's next door in Dante's bed, by the way. Uh, Dante blows a mech suit guy away from Julia with the huntsman. Julia runs to him still in her negligee and I think one of his shirts, maybe. Looks like it. Uh, Jenna is confused as to why he was throwing him at himself at her a moment ago if he was also trying to bang her little sister. (laughs) And Dante, uh, D- Julia and Jenna argue. Mm-hmm. And Julia says Dante was a perfect gentleman. She's got it all wrong. And she's beginning to think that Dante's too good, too for, good her. for her. I love that, Lyons. Kind of great. Meow. I know. Dante fights their way up to the roof. But the main mech suit guy is waiting for them in mm-hmm. front of the royal shuttle. And before you can shout, like, shoot him with the huntsman, mm-hmm. the mech man swipes at Dante and grabs Jenna by the throat and shields himself with her right. body. Mm-hmm. So Dante is afraid to use the huntsman now because he might hurt Jenna. Unlike most of his opponents, this guy is actually competent. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. This guy's really good. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the mech man runs Dante through with this sort of lightsaber broadsword he's got yep. right through the kidneys. Yep. Ow. Yep. And then... Uh, Anyone else would have been killed. I mean, oh, yes, right. he's got the healing power, remember, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dante pleads for his life a little bit here mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the mech guy announces himself as the Beast Boy, the Beast of Tunguska. Yeah, they called me The Beast. The Beast. The Beast of Tunguska, yeah. Uh, yes. They call me The Beast. Oh, The Beast, boy. period, boy. Oh, yeah. I thought he was right. The Beast, boy. He's the Beast, boy. I thought like, he was Teen Titans. From the Teen Titans, Titans yeah. 
That's right. He's been harassing Raven oh this whole time. Um, so he's the beast of Tunguska. He might have once listened to Dante's pleas, but now he believes in nothing, Mr. Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's a nihilist. Only death. Believes in nothing. Death and um, destruction. So he kicks Dante off of the building mm-hmm. uh, as Dante screams Jenna's name, plummeting mm-hmm. down. And Dante lands in the bloody river about five stories or more down yeah. below. It's full of it's bodies. choked with dead bodies. Mechman then grabs Jenna and tells his men to do whatever they want with Julia. Mm-hmm. Just be quick and don't leave her alive when you're finished. And the men joke about tasting royal meat before Julia is like, forget this, and just dives into the water after Dante. She's like... Yeah, more rape threats. These <laughs> these bros are a, are a, you know, 50-foot swan dive. I'll take the swan dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she rescues Dante and she from rescues the waters. Dante. Yeah, yeah, seriously, she's quite competent. And pulls him ashore uh, mm. and is telling him through tears that they took Jenna. And Dante mumbles that he tried to save her like Eloise. Oh, yeah. I know, Nikolai. I know. And Julia comforts him. Yeah, yeah and they're both crying about Jenna. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah, um, she's turning out to be a pretty good friend. Yeah. Um, uh, later, Mikhail is watching some footage uh, that his media drones, I guess, took mm-hmm. of some of the Raven Corps dragging a half-dead Dante uh, mm-hmm. off the shore. Mm-hmm. And the voiceover of Brockman tells us that Dante was placed under arrest and will face czarist inquisition. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Jenna's been kidnapped and there's no news of her whereabouts. Yes. So we see Mikhail and he's sitting in this floating easy chair, drink, something's floating, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by flat screen TVs that sort of curl around him in a semicircle. Mm-hmm. And an aide appears to exposition at us. And we learn that Mikhail will be appearing in person to give evidence against Dante at the Inquisition. Mm-hmm. And also that the beast... Uh, of Tungsuka. Tunguska. Tunguska, that's what I meant, mm-hmm. is an accomplice of mm-hmm. Mikhail's who yeah. currently has Jenna and that she, they he's let them know that she's unharmed. It was Dariabin. Oh, oh. And Dariabin uh, is told that she's enjoying his hospitality, enjoying mm-hmm. the beast's yeah. hospitality. And Mikhail that says... might be an exaggeration. Lucky her. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah, he is a jerk. Wow. And he says, making the news is better than breaking it. Yep. So, cut to the Tunguska alienation zone. Siberia. Siberian lair lair of of the the beast. beast. Now, the beast basically lives in this weird multi-treehouse structure Hmm. where soldiers appear to be sort of strolling around and there's a large wooden cage full of what appear to be naked women that's also adorned with skulls. I don't know if they're supposed to be naked. They're painted that way. Okay. I don't know. They're, they were they're, colored naked. They're colored naked. They were colored naked. Yeah, right. Um, and there's these huge skulls on the outside. Which that's is what odd, I was saying. I don't... Like gigantic skulls. I mean, they're much bigger than human skulls. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, inside one of these treehouse buildings, Jenna mm-hmm. is chained to a post with a bunch of ominous metal rings set mm-hmm. into it. And the beast asks if Jenna remembers him. Mm. And uh, we get this voiceover. Uh, well, well, Jennifer says, Hawksmore, the beast. The Beast of Tunguska. They say you forced parents to kill their own children. Uh, and then the Imperial Raven Corps files do a VO that let us know that Sir Richard Hawksmoor and the Order of the Dragon, elite military strike force dishonorably discharged from Imperial service following the Tunguska massacre, mm-hmm. whatever that was. We didn't... Mm-hmm. This is the first time we're hearing of this, I yeah, think. Yeah, yes. Kind of... um, 
something. Military disaster. Uh, Hawksmoor has forsaken the codes and of honor his knights once followed, becoming the very antithesis of chivalry and outlaw and sword for hire, possibly psychotic. I, I don't think that's even possible. <laughs> possibly. Probably psychotic. So the Beast lets us know he didn't actually have parents kill their children. He had the children kill the parents. Of course. Because he's imaginative. Yeah. And he apparently did this all for Jenna. Mm-hmm. And he reminds Jenna that when he was in Imperial service, he told her tales of valor and chivalry while Caius Zakarovich taught her fencing. Yeah. Fencing so that's master, good right? old Caius, Jenna's yeah. father figure who died in Dante's arms mm-hmm. in Moscow Duelists, yep. episode four, if you want to check that go. out. And then he tells Jenna that he was blamed by her father, the Tsar, uh, and was made the patsy for the Tunguska massacre. Mm-hmm. So he was apparently supposed to get Jenna's hand. He was supposed to get her hand in marriage. He was promised this prior to the massacre and was extra bloodthirsty in carrying out the work to like win Jenna. Mm-hmm. And Jenna asks what he wants with her. And like, obviously Jenna, <laughs> he yes. wants Jenna, yes. full stop. And he thinks of this as their courtship. So how are we feeling about that title now, Irregulars? The courtship of Jenna Makarov is chained inside a building where there are cages full of naked, dying people and skulls. Yeah, and this guy's drinking out of a skull. Yeah. Um, you should point out that Tunguska is a real place. Is it? Uh, yes, and uh, it is the site of the Tunguska explosion event, which happened in 1908, mm. um, which um, was a gigantic explosion, which was not... We don't exactly know what caused it, but it was possibly an airburst or a small asteroid or comet. Uh, basically, it laid waste to hundreds of acres of forestry and created this gigantic uh, catastrophe, which there's lots of photographs of it. Where was in, this? Uh, in Russia. In Russia. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it. interesting that you bring this up because I feel like I've heard this mentioned on the X-Files. Yeah, it's exactly what it I is. I feel it like is, I've heard this mentioned on the X-Files It's one of these sure. great mysterious events and yes, nobody can quite explain. Yes, nobody can quite but explain. It probably so was that's a, a callback a here. Comment, yeah, so that's wow. It, yeah. So all these, Amazing, all these, you should Google it. These yeah, pictures yeah, are wild. These basically. black and white pictures are wild. Yeah. So, um... So uh, back at the space egg, mm-hmm. uh, thank God, get us get us away from this scene, please. Yep. Uh, back at the space egg, the Imperial Palace, Dante is on trial by the Czar for letting Jenna get again. kidnapped. Well, he's kidnapped on, on his watch, and Dante's wearing no shoes. But yes, he mentions he's been here before, mm-hmm. and he has in episode one. Yeah. Uh, this trial is much better attended than the last one, mm-hmm. though. The mm-hmm. stadium-like tribunal chamber is packed full. And Mikhail's floating cameras, the mm-hmm. future, are yep. filming for the news broadcast. Mm-hmm. Drink again. We've got a lot of floating stuff. Yep. This is definitely a get drunk on floating stuff episode. Um, so Pyre reads out the charges of high treason. The Tsar accuses Dante of being in league with Jenna's kidnappers and slaughtering an entire regiment of Ravencorps. Mm-hmm. And if found guilty, he's sentenced to death. Yes. So Daddy Dmitri Romanov uh, video hollows in to accuse the Tsar of fabricating the charges. And he's flanked by Dante's half-brothers, Constantin and Andreas. Mm -hmm. Um, Mikhail appears and claims that his security measures were compromised by Dante's weapons crest technology. So that's what he's saying happened. Why Jenna was able to be kidnapped. Dante's been set up. Right. And yeah. so he says Dante's treason is a foregone conclusion because of his Romanov family's ambition and Dante's lack of character. Mm-hmm. So Dimitri's hologram calls the proceedings a witch hunt, 
one of the only times uh, someone has used that term, and I've actually agreed with it. Mm -hmm. um, and Pyre contends that the Romanovs had motive because they were so threatened by the Bolshevoy media Makarov alliance that the wedding would have sealed. Mm -hmm. um, so right. they had motive. Right. And they used Dante, a womanizer, to romance con her and mm -hmm. betray her. Yes. This is his theory. Mm -hmm. So Julia pipes up that this is all BS and that Dante nearly died defending her mm -hmm. and her sister. And the Tsar says he should have died. Him being alive is basically proof of his treachery because if he truly cared for her, he'd die rather than fail her. Yep. And that clearly strikes yeah, Dante Nicolai right in the like heart. He's Nicolai definitely got his like sad, one. thoughtful Dante face on. Yep. But Dante then quickly uh, regains himself and is like, why are we bothering with this trial and not looking for Jenna? Like, would you really sacrifice your daughter to get to me? And the Tsar is like, I have other daughters and pats Julia on the head. Nobody is suspicious. I guess they can't be suspicious of this, can they? I mean, I, I it's the czar. He's the absolute. Czar. He can pretty creepy. much say yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, Dante yells that accusing the Romanovs of this will cause war, and the czar says he'd rather have that than let the empire be in hands other than his. Mm. So I'm starting to get the feeling here that something else is going on. So oh, the subtext yeah. is this isn't, this isn't really a trial of Dante. This is basically a, a pretext to get yeah. the Romanovs drag the Romanovs into war, yes. provoke them into, into bringing about the war yes. so that the, the Tsar can then take advantage and destroy his closest rivals. Right, and yeah. be and have his power be even yeah. more so, absolute than so it already Jen, is. Yeah. So Jenna is, is basically a, a pawn in this and Dante's a pawn in this and everyone's a pawn in this. Just like Great every game. daughter of a uh, family dynasty that you know, rules and patriarchy this way. Yeah, the, the daughters are always pawns in a game. Mm -hmm. um, so Dante uh, tells the Tsar that if he'll free him, he'll find Jenna. And if he fails, the Tsar can have him and his weapons crest. Mm -hmm. uh, the Tsar explains, like, I've already got you, Dante. I don't need to make any deals with you. Mm -hmm. And Dante tells the Tsar to kiss his ass and flips him the bird. Yep. Um, the Tsar then tells the Romanovs they have 24 hours to deliver Jenna safely mm -hmm. to him to prove their innocence. Dimitri counters that the Tsar has 24 hours to release Dante or consider their houses at war. Yeah. And then he blinks out from his so, hollow appearance. I think his this, video this is hollow. what's called brinksmanship. Yes. And the Tsar tells Pyre to place all the Imperial forces on war alert and to escort Dante to the Jenna labs for dissection and examination yeah that sounds fun yeah can't wait they're gonna get that weapons christ out of them yeah somehow. they are they want that technology for themselves well that's the only other thing that they really have that's a threat mm. yep. to the czar other than just like their family history and allies mm. yep. is that that weapons crest so um it's all but it's always been about the weapons crest with the czar i mean the reason that we met the Tsar last time and Dante was quote unquote on trial was to throw him in the path of right. of getting the weapons crest so that he could then it's a exploit giant it. MacGuffin. Yes, he's really he's really playing his his chess several moves ahead, the Tsar. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, is Dimitri somehow in on this as well? That's my question. Is is the other family somehow also kind of I don't yeah, know. Kind of like just I feel like they kind of both, here. yeah, I feel like they kind of both want war for possibly different reasons and that they might be playing into this. But anyway, I think we'll they both find, want, I think they both want yeah, war. That's we'll find safe out. To say. Um, uh, 
So later at the Space Egg, uh, mm-hmm. Pyra escorts Dante on a flying carrier transport to take him to these labs for mm-hmm. dissection. Mm-hmm. And Pyra tells Dante he's looking forward to seeing how much torture Dante can take before the weapons crest can't heal him anymore. Mm. And he warns his Ravencore men, accompanying them to not let Dante goad them into anything and to shoot him if he turns his hands into bioblades. Mm-hmm. And right on cue, Dante starts goading Pyre mm-hmm. about his dead lover, mm-hmm. Miralis. Miralis, yes. Miralis, and reminding him of how she fell from a great height and splattered all over Pyre. Oh. And Pyre's men are trying to hold him back and saying, take your own advice. But Dante works up the cheesiest grin and says, and this is so good, you know... She couldn't wait to shapeshift into a human so she could get into my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Morales. Um, it's so, surprising he doesn't get punished more. So Don- Pyre smacks Dante in the face with the butt of the huntsman that he's for some reason carrying, carrying. with yeah. them. Conveniently. Seems, seems like not a great idea. Mm-hmm. And that allows Dante to turn his hands to bioblades without Pyre noticing. And he grabs his huntsman off Pyre mm-hmm. and kills all Pyre's Ravencore escort, mm-hmm. uh, including the pilot, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which leads the floating transport to crash into like a vehicle bay area. Yeah, yeah. And mystically, he lands astride a chess horse. <laughs> Dante does. <laughs> And with it, escapes the Imperial Space Egg with a bunch of chess horse riding Ravencore in hot pursuit. Mm-hmm. And after a really intense chase through the skies, which sees the Ravencore shoot some innocent bystanders that are running away from the action in the streets of St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. So while they're trying to kill Dante, I didn't know. The, I feel like I haven't seen them shoot from these things before. I think the Ravencore have armored ones. Okay. Armored ones. Yeah, see, they're carrying a lot of weapons. Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen these shoot before. That's deadly. Yeah. Um... Uh, so Dante's chess horse takes a bit of shrapnel mm-hmm. from one of these blasts and crashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Ravencore close in on Dante lying prone in the street. Yep. They radio command that they have the fugitive and command tells them to shoot out his elbows and kneecaps so he doesn't get away. Mm. And at that moment, yep. a Ravencore member's head is decapitated from his body. Oh no, four of them. One, no, no, sorry, one, two, three, four, Oh my god, I missed the other heads. Oh my god. Simultaneously. Oh my god, all five heads. Which can only mean one thing. Who could it be? (laughs) It's Andreas! Andreas Romanov. Andreas Romanov, the wayward Romanov half-brother who can, who really, really gets off on decapitating and dismembering people. That's like his favorite thing. Um... Andreas tells Dante uh, his ability to raise hell wherever he goes is making him nostalgic. And aw, it's so sweet to see two sleazy wrecking balls bonding Mm. this way. And Dante tells Andreas he'd love to buy him a drink, but they have to find Jenna. Mm -hmm. And Andreas tells Dante they instead have to get back to the Romanov Winter Palace right away. You seem to have mistaken me me for a friend. Yes, well, he says, uh, Father's orders concerning you were quite clear, and I quote, not me, Andreas Mm. says, and I quote, rescue him if possible, execute him and destroy the body if not. There you go. And that is where we are Fatherly going to. Love. That really? is where we are going to pause. Oh my God! On that cliffhanger. For on that cliffhanger. Oof. Will they be able to go on to find Jenna? What's gonna happen? Dante doesn't have any resources really at all. He's barefoot and he's got handcuffs on. I mean, it's not good. It's it bad, is not looking it's, good. It's a bad situation. And Jenna is chained up inside that treehouse of horror mm-hmm. with the beast. <laughs> the beast. The beast. Yeah. Who drinks out of skulls. I wonder if that's on his business card. 
Richard, the beast talks the more. The beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's, wow. So, uh, what was it like reading through that again, Simon? That's good. It's a fun story. Yeah. It rattles along. I mean, I keep, there's lots of bits where I'm kind of like, oh, God, I wish I could redraw that. Um, <laughs> so, actually, no, actually, what I would like to do is be able to recolor it. And not to say that the, the, the guy did a bad job. He did a great job. And he, but he's airbrushing all of this by hand. Oh, yeah. I didn't like, say who drew it, who colored it, yeah, who lettered true. it. I missed yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. in the beginning. So, we will say Robbie Morrison Script. obviously wrote it. Yep. Art by Simon Fraser. Colors by Gary. Yeah, is this the first time Gary's coloring you? No, no, he's not colored me before. But this in, is in Dante. Yeah, he okay. did. Um, he did the the first one. He did was the the Cadre Infernal. Oh, okay. And uh, letters by Annie Parkhouse. And Annie Parkhouse. Annie Parkhouse, um, who is still so, lettering for. Yeah, so Gary doesn't have a computer at this stage, and it's like I think our the, the our our mature style could only really happen once we all we had computers going, and we could kind of like work through the coloring. In a more kind of sophisticated way so i'm kind of like looking at it now going i i like the way it's drawn more or less but i think certainly might if i if if i was feeling insane uh, and like losing a lot of money by wasting a lot of my time i would go through it all and recolor computerize not change the colors too much i like the coloring i just like there's a lot of things it could do to make mm -hmm. it more, where make you, it more the, powerful to kind of I ramp see. up the drama here and there you know tools that are that are more modern could have more yeah, freedom to do that yeah, back in the day you yeah, could this not this was all hand done yeah, so yeah we could not we, do those it was, things. it was difficult to do this kind of stuff right but now of course because gary and i can work back and forward with artwork the same the same piece of artwork we can throw back and forward and dropbox and yes. and do it even though he's in scotland and i'm in the usa it's yes. like it's not it's not a problem um so yeah that that i do think is something i, I kind of feel that would be better with but you know yeah. It is what it is. I'm very happy with it. So I think you should be. Can't go back. And and, uh, and I am remembering this as we read through it. So there are some other there are some other bits and pieces we've read of Dante that I was pretty sure I read before mm -hmm. back in like 2015 that that did not come back to me. But this this yeah. really came back to me really, yeah. as I was reading it. I was saying I remember this. I definitely remember you know the end of this and then the little bit love and war which we'll get into next time so yeah, um a good story and then the start of the war i remember but then that's all she wrote then it's all new to me from mm -hmm. there on yeah, okay. um so i'm very excited yeah i'm very excited to go on i hope you're excited to go with us um so we are closing the book on dante for today but we'll be back next week with the courtship of jenna makarov part two part two which Duh. includes love and war we're tacking yeah. that on in the, even which though it's it a separate story of, it should be part of the same story um, it's a coda to the to the courtship. Right. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed our podcast, and if so, please subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, leave us with ratings and reviews wherever you can. Uh, we do not have a lot of ratings on our Apple Podcast page. Um, yeah. We just don't. We would appreciate it. We Thank would you. appreciate it. Um, and tell your friends. Uh, that's even better, telling your friends, because yeah. then we get more listeners, which is great. Yeah. Uh, our Twitter count is up. Is it? We are above 40 Twitter followers right now. Oh, goodness. I mean, I don't know what we'll do. It's going to go straight to our head. <laughs> 40 very intelligent and good-looking people. Good-looking, amazing people. Mm. Um, and uh, and we have more, a uh, few more people jumping on the Facebook community for a great Dante read-through, which is great. Good. We were having a great conversation there. I think I'm going to post like a try and... I'll try and stay on top of posting like a new question to throw out there for everybody hmm. each week so we can right. talk there as well. Um, and 
I was asking people about their early Dante memories and how they came to Dante and what was the first thing they read. And this common thread through what a bunch of people were saying is that mm -hmm. they drifted away from 2000 AD. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, a lot of people went to college and drifted away from it. And it was Dante that brought them back. Yay. And I feel like that should be enormously gratifying for you and Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I have no question. Yeah. Uh, people have told me that too, and I'm very happy to hear it's that. It's wonderful. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, to follow us on Twitter at pod T G D R. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think of the podcast of Dante comics, whatever is on your mind. I'm Edie and I'm Simon and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.